Welcome to Australian Hiker, your online hiking resource. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. episode 146 of the Australian Hiker podcast and in this episode we're going to be doing something a little bit different to what we would normally do uh, given the circumstances that we find ourselves in called COVID-19. We're going to be doing a little bit of an update about people and places and uh, I guess sharing how we're keeping ourselves sane in this really unusual time. So first up, just a bit of news about some of the people we've interviewed over the last couple of months. Uh, And we'll talk about Lucy Barnard from Tangles and Tail. Uh, And Lucy and Wombat, uh, last time we talked to them, they were just about to start their journey from Ecuador into Colombia. Uh, And certainly they had done that by the time that interview went to air. Uh, But now Lucy has found herself... um, uh, landlocked and <laughs> unable to go anywhere and she's been in Colombia for a while um, and basically not not being able to move on. And certainly looking at her post, she said that she may be able to leave where she is, but the issue is that she may be stopped going into the next, the equivalent of the next state, if you like, within Colombia itself. So she's finding herself a, a bit, uh, as I said, a bit landlocked and not being able to go anywhere uh, and it's gotten to the stage where originally she was able to take Wombat out for 20 minutes a day for some exercise. Now she's not even able to do that. So she really does have to stay at home. Yeah, the challenges are really amazing. I mean, it's not just the fact that uh, uh, she has a uh, herself who's used to doing a lot of hiking every day and an active dog who's also used to it and now they can't even do their 20 minutes uh, out but also, you know, e- extrapolating that into the future around uh, her visa and how long that will last for and what will happen when that starts to run out and all of those sorts of things. I mean, so the impact on them is pretty significant. Um, I, I, I do think, though, that uh, we've just had a bit of a chuckle about one of the posts that uh, – uh, she did over the weekend, um, maintaining that sense of humour and maintaining that optimism, I, I think is absolutely essential. Uh, no, no, and she's had a couple of a couple of very good posts over the last few days, and she was saying that she's a bit out of it at the moment, and she actually put uh, sliced banana in a coffee rather than in a cereal. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it shows you the mindset she's in at the moment. The other people that we've been following over the last few months has been Mickey and Michelle, and these are the the two musicians that have been doing the Te Aroa Trail in New Zealand. Um, And the last time we caught up with them, they were in the process of just about to start their next leg or their final leg of the trip to do their final 700 kilometres to finish off the the roughly 1,800-kilometre hike from the top of New Zealand to the bottom of New Zealand. They were going quite well. They heard the news about the, the lockdown that was being put in place in New Zealand uh, and rather than staying basically um, housebound for four weeks, uh, which they could have done and they had some very kind offers to, uh, to allow them to do that, 
they ended up driving back to uh, Christchurch uh, and getting a flight back out to Australia uh, just prior to the lockdown uh, uh, took place. Um, the way New Zealand's going at the moment, and I can't remember the exact date, but basically it was wherever you were on a particular night, that's where you had to stay. Um, so one way or the other, I think they needed to, to find a location and they, they just decided they would rather finish off the trip at a later stage uh, than sitting inside somebody's house for four weeks um, uh, and, uh, uh, and and not knowing what was going to happen even after that stage. Yeah, I was going to say four weeks and then what? You know, it's a really interesting uh, time, isn't it? And sometimes we think, oh, you know, I have to have to stay home and if, if you're lucky enough and you can work from home, um, then, you know, that's considered to be a bit of a challenge, uh, not being able to uh, leave your house unless it's uh, essential, uh, like exercise, like going for supplies uh, and so on. Um, so when you think about people who, you know, really had to think hard about do I continue, do I stop, um, most of us, I think, would probably find ourselves in a, uh, a much more comfortable, much more for- fortunate position. And I think I think the thing is as well, both Jill and I are working from home at the moment. That's we're, a joy, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're both lucky that uh, our employers uh, have provided the, uh, the, the capacity to do that and, we're, and our jobs allow us to do that. But I know that's not an option for everyone. Um, and um, yeah, it sounds like... Um, yeah, you know, we've got at least another few weeks of this, if not longer. Um, and I think um, you know, if you are lucky enough to to have that ability, and you haven't lost your job, because I know some people have actually lost their jobs through this process. Um, you know, really staying at home and having to work is not the worst of it. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's certainly impacting pretty much every every facet of our daily lives. Yeah, so this has been a really interesting time for me because I've been quite a big online purchaser. wasn't much for going to the malls and and uh, shopping, but I I used to run in, look at uh, what was available, and then spend my time online and purchase through online. I've discovered that just about everything, with the exception of Panadol, can be bought online. <laughs> it's really it's okay. We've got plenty of Panadol now. Don't worry. Um, but, you know, that's a really sort of interesting thing and we're even, you know, trying to support our local um, uh, industry by buying local and trying to support uh, local restaurants uh, that previously would never have done home delivery and who are now doing home delivery. Um, so it's a big change um, and, you know, we're very fortunate and we appreciate that and uh, we're offering support uh, to family and friends as best we can. Um, and I think, you know, if you're in a similar position, then I'd encourage you to do that too. Um, if you need support from family and friends, you should ask for that and and, and not feel um, that you're intruding and not feel that, uh, y- you know, they wouldn't be interested. Um, sometimes people can't tell that you need help unless you say so. So, that's another thing we'd really want to put out there and, and encourage people to reach out to those who are close to them. Now, from a hiking perspective, I mean, this this really has been a, uh, a, 
a disrupted hiking uh, season. <laughs> a non-hiking <year>. season. <laughs> non-hiking season. <laughs> We'd just gotten over the bushfires. You know, we were starting to get back into the swing of things and then all of a sudden we were presented with uh, with COVID-19. I think, um, you know, we, for us and for, for me in particular, I had a very well-planned-out list of hikes, both day hikes up to multi-week hikes uh, for the entire year set in place. Uh, and with that, a series of podcasts uh, and a series of interviews based on uh, some people that we were going to interview uh, on trips that we're going to be undertaking this year. Uh, and certainly uh, those trips uh, aren't going to, be, going to be occurring at the moment and everyone's had to change their plans. Um, those of you that have been following us regularly on social media uh, would know we had a bit of fun over Easter. Um, <laughs> we- we went a bit nuts, yeah. <laughs> um, and we uh, we ended up going for a three day hiking trip in our backyard. Um, so it's interestingly that some people didn't quite notice it was in our backyard, but you can tell because you can see the fence and the compost bins and the clothesline, and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's for us. It was it, it had you know, for me in particular. I think the last time I actually went for a uh, a camping trip. Um, probably would have been September last year, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, with the fires and everything else that was going on. Uh, that's the last time. That was the last time I slept or, uh, uh, that we slept in a tent. So it, you know, we, we didn't fit as well as we used to. <laughs> let me say that. <laughs> so you know, it's it was a good opportunity to get out and get into a tent. And um, as luck would have it, we were testing out some sleeping bags, and we had just on zero degrees Celsius. That's that's what you expect at Canberra this time of the year. Um, so it was it was a good opportunity to have a, a tryout and see how things were going. And in a way, I was quite uh, comfortable with the idea of um, doing the camping in the backyard um, and testing the particular sleeping bag that uh, I did test. Um, because it was so close to the house. Because um, when I do the write-up, you'll I'll keep it a bit of a mystery, but when I do the write-up, you'll appreciate that there's some really different things about this sleeping bag to the bag that I normally use, which, and I've described it previously, where, you know, you, you unpack it in the tent and it just goes boof and fills the tent, uh, and I feel very secure and very warm uh, in my sleeping bag. So testing out a sleeping bag so close to home, metres <laughs> from home, was actually a good thing to do on a cold night because at some point I thought, mm, well, it'll be okay because either the bag will perform the way it should or I will just seek out my warm bed. <laughs> I didn't do that, so the bag did perform not just uh, what I expected but I think beyond expectation. So watch out for that review. I think the other thing as well, it, 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 it wasn't surprising. I mean, in episode 145, we talked about things to do when you can't get out and hike for whatever reason, not specifically uh, related to COVID. Um, but, you know, one of the things that you can actually do is camp in the backyard. Um, it's an opportunity to try the gear, to see how things are going. You don't necessarily have to travel anywhere uh, to go for a night's camping. And, and, Looking through the social media accounts that I follow, on, uh, it was amazing the number of people that were actually camping in their yards mm-hmm. um, and even people that had set up their camper vans and were sleeping in their camper vans <laughs> uh, in their backyard as well. So, it's- And if you don't have a backyard, 
put put your tent up in your on your balcony. If you don't have a balcony, um, do it in your lounge room. If you don't have a lounge room and you've got a table, do what we used to do when we were kids and put a blanket over the table and use that as your tent. I mean, you know, I, I think we're in this world where no one could have anticipated things were going to be like this or look like this um, and we just we just need to make the most of it as well as make it as good as we possibly can with, uh, and I keep coming back to this, um, a bit of silliness, a bit of humour um, and, you know, a, a little bit of uh, how crazy can I make this? Now, the other thing I mentioned in episode 145 as an option is is start planning for forward hikes. Even if this is things you're not going to be doing uh, for many months, uh, and as I've previously mentioned, that I'm planning on hiking the Australian Alps walking track this year. Um, hopefully, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm making the assumption that um, whatever happens with COVID-19, that we will be back to a reasonable normality, whatever that happens to be. Uh, and I'm hoping that we will still be able to get out and about at that stage. Tim's forever the optimist. I am. So. He's talking late this year, so, you know, maybe he's lucky. I don't know. For me now, it's April. I've got seven months until I actually uh, my planned start day for this uh, this hike. Uh, and I've actually uh, – normally if I'll, I'll actually start doing the serious planning about six months out and start doing the physical training uh, seriously about six months out. And, you know, because of what's going on at the moment, I've already started that. Um, you know, and I basically spent today, uh, uh, because I had today off, uh, going through and I've gone through and planned all my meals for this hike. Um, you know, I've, uh, the, the joy of doing this for the last few years, it's now become a much easier process. I know exactly what I do and don't like. So my meals are all planned out. Um, I'm halfway through planning my my rest stops and my my night camps. Um, so I think you know by the end of April, um, I will have everything planned that I need. Uh, and then it's just a matter of just doing the fitness training and keeping an eye on what we are and aren't allowed to do at that stage. So yeah, just on that fitness training, that's the other thing. I think we assume that uh, we've we've learned that we need gyms. Uh, maybe most of us would pay the membership for the gym and never go. I'm not quite sure whether that's just me. Um, but, you know, there's all sorts of things you can do in your own house, in your own yard, uh, in your apartment or wherever you are uh, to keep fit, to stay fit. Uh, it's good to get outdoors when you can, um, but strength training is an important part of um, hiking and there are all sorts of options including you know uh, lots of gyms including one with that we're familiar with um, are doing virtual training sessions now so there's no excuse. The other thing I'd mention at this time as well is that um, I know with some of the posts that I've done over the last few weeks particularly on Facebook people have questioned about what they are and aren't allowed to do and it really does depend on the state you're in. Being in Canberra, uh, we are the smallest, really the smallest territory um, uh, in the Australian Federation. Um, we've got 46% of our, our land mass is Namaji National Park, 
which is closed due to the fires, <laughs> uh, and and they're still having to clear a number of dangerous trees out of the place and uh, out of the way. Uh, so we don't have access to that large uh, recreation area. So people have been uh, forced into a much smaller area. And I think we are quite lucky here in Canberra. I know the comments that I've had from people from interstate um, that some of the the uh, the restrictions are quite ruthless, and that you know that you know if you you should be staying at home and you shouldn't be driving anywhere unless you you've got some valid reason. Um, Canberra is quite not quite that bad. Um, certainly, they don't want to see people congregating in groups. In, in public, um, that's pretty standard across the country. Uh, but, you know, we are able to get out and about. We do have a number of uh, green hills, ridges and buffers throughout the city itself. Um, we're lucky that we live on the edge of, uh, uh, of one of these areas so we can walk to it quite easily. Uh, but even for many people who live in the centre of um, the bigger suburbs, um, you know, it might only be a kilometre walk to get to those spaces or a very short drive. And all those spaces uh, and all those shorter walks are still available and still accessible to, to at least the Canberra population. Yeah, and that's a little, that is a little bit different from um, the bigger cities in uh, Australia. And if you're living in the centre of those bigger cities, we appreciate that that's um, a bit of a challenge. But you know, be creative. Think think a little bit laterally about what what you can do. Absolutely, stay within the uh, requirements for that particular state. Um, but yeah, just just think about what's nearby. Think about what's possible, um, and go and go with that. One of the things that we did uh, when we did have our big adventure. Um, camping outdoors um, on the weekend, camping outdoors in our backyard, I keep forgetting to say just in case people are wondering, um, was that we also um, made a bit of a joke and bit of a had a bit of fun uh, with exploring our natural and cultural heritage <laughs> in our backyard and, uh, you know, I think, Tim, you referred to it as an iron horse, uh, which is a clothesline. Uh, yes, we do have one, but uh, it's very, very rarely used. So it pretty much is a heritage item, I think. Um, and, you know, just had a bit of a laugh and, and made a bit of a joke of, of some of the things that we were seeing. Uh, but it was kind of nice and kind of fun uh, to, to get out there and to sort of uh, – be a bit creative about what was normally in our environment and what we would normally take uh, for granted. Now, the other thing I'd mention at this time is the outdoor stores. And, and, and again, it seems to be a bit of variation across the country um, with what's going on. Some of the larger outdoor stores around the country have opted to close uh, and um, there's some very well-known ones that have done that uh, and they've actually um, gone through and still offering online sales but you're not able to walk into the store and have a wander around. Um, and I think this is this is something that, um, as Jill mentioned, you know, we we, probably over the last few years, we've become more and more used to buying things online. Um, it depends on how urgently we want something or um, you know, whether we need, feel the need that I, I need to use this this afternoon and or go into a store and buy it or it'll be a few days and it doesn't matter. Um, so I think um, you will find that um, um, 
Online, the stores are all doing very well as far as trading. Um, but I think, in all honesty, the outdoor industry um, is feeling the effect. Um, I think, you know, due to people not wanting to spend money at the moment or having lost jobs, um, I think the outdoor industry um, is definitely feeling the pinch. Um, normally, April, including around about the Easter period, is often when the majority of Australian outdoor stores have their sales, uh, and this year is no different, uh, and there are some very good sales if you go through and have a look. So whether, you, whether you've got a store that is still open or whether you're looking at the online stores, um, if there's something you've been after for a while and you do have the ability to make the purchase at this time, it's worth definitely worthwhile having a look at yeah, I think I would go a little bit further and say um, wherever you can support them. Um, if we want the industry to be there uh, when uh, everything gets back to, I hesitate to say normal, <laughs> whatever normal is. Um, but if you want them there uh, at the end of all of this uh, into the future, then we need to support them now. And that probably applies to just about any other business that you engage with. So if you uh, need something, if you can afford it, um, you know, please seek them out. And and the online offerings that have uh, been uh, developed, uh, some over many years and others just recently, are really good. And uh, a lot of people have put in a lot of thought to making sure that their businesses can continue. So all I would say is do what you can to support them. One other thing that it's worthwhile mentioning here is the outdoor trade shows in Australia, in the US and the big ones in Europe have basically been cancelled, not just postponed. And certainly for us, um, we would usually go down and spend uh, uh, three days at the Australian trade show talking to wholesalers uh, about new and upcoming product that we can bring you that information. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, and understandably, uh, that won't occur this year. Uh, but it's interesting to see that the industry as a whole is taking this seriously. Um, so there'll be a lot of um, soft releases, I suppose, that products will come onto the market um, and um, uh, they'll, they, there won't be a huge amount of uh, social media around them like there usually is. Um, so it's worthwhile keeping an eye on both online and in your local stores to, to keep an eye on what new gear is coming through. Okay, now in relation to the Australian Hiker podcast, as I mentioned um, in the last episode, I had a very well set out uh, list of episodes planned for the entire 12-month period and there's always a bit of leeway there somewhere that something um, amazing happens or I come across something that, that needs to be talked about sooner rather than later. I, I have the ability to, to move things. But I actually had booked in a, a series of interviews with people who are going on overseas trips uh, throughout the year uh, and obviously that's no longer happening. So we lost a number of episodes um, at least this year in relation to um, uh, the podcast. Uh, I also had a number of episodes planned where I was going to be focusing on longer, and I, and I do say longer day hikes and multi-day hikes uh, that we were going to be doing this year. Um, uh, and, and again, they've, there's they've, only so <laughs> many we can do around our place of home, let me tell you. I think we've 
we've almost exhausted them and we even went for a very boring walk a few weeks ago that, you know, was good to get out and uh, passed away a few hours but there was nothing to write home about. Um, so, yeah, it's it's the sort of thing that um, I have spent the last couple of weeks um, chasing people down, uh, bringing interviews from later in the year, bringing them forward. Um, I've got a bit of um, pre-work, preparation work before I can sort of get those, get the interviews done and get those to air. Um, but I went through and plan- made my plans and rescheduled all the, uh, the podcast episodes for later this year or for the rest of this year. Um, so I now have a reasonable um, uh, plan for the way forward. Um, but it will be different than what I'd actually planned at the start of the year. So, but having said that, I've got all these wonderful episodes sitting there ready to go for, <laughs> <laughs> for next year, for, for when we can actually get out bush. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a help for next year's plan or, or later on this year one th- once things do get back to, as Jill said, whatever, whatever the new normal is. Okay, so... That's all for this week's episode. Um, I won't get too carried away with what we're talking about in two weeks' time and unless it doesn't come off. Because <laughs> anything uh, can happen. We've learned we that have, this year. Yeah. And, and I think once I get past next week's ep- uh, the episode in two weeks' time, I'll be able to, with a degree of confidence, uh, actually uh, tell people what's happening a few weeks in advance. Uh, but certainly um, we look forward to keeping in touch with you over the coming weeks weeks and months uh, as we all get through this Um, and we hope that you have the opportunity to get out and about uh, and at least if not get into the bush uh, get around and discover your neighborhood Um, you know we're allowed to exercise so get out and just have a walk around your neighborhood yeah so we just ask that you stay with us um, stay interested uh, in hiking um, support uh, the locals uh, explore what you can, and uh, yeah, it uh, w- this this too will pass. <laughs> okay, um, one final request, if you can, if you have the opportunity, please go through and give us a, a five star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or the podcast listener of your choice. That just helps us get the message out there and helps us get found. Thanks for listening. That's all for me. Bye for now. And bye from me.